Well, I've wanted to bring this message to you really since the first day that I began to feel a sense of concern and worry about COVID-19. And over the past month or so, you know, our, our world has just become consumed by the coronavirus crisis that has happened. Our U.S. government has declared a national emergency. The World Health Association organization has declared that this is a global pandemic and of course, you know, sporting events and concerts and schools and churches begin canceling, begin, you know, closing down during this crisis. And uh, um, we, uh, we've seen, you know, panic as, as people kind of frantically have gone to the grocery stores and we've seen the long lines and the, the um, empty shelves last Friday. I could not find my double noodle chicken soup that I like to eat for lunch every day at either Hy-Vee or, or Price Chopper. I was like, oh my goodness, and, and uh, it's just been overwhelming what has happened in our world with uh, this COVID-19 crisis. And I just want to say that, that I understand the reasons for the, the fear and, and the worry and the anxiety that people are experiencing. And in this message, I want to share with you a couple of truths, just remind you of a couple of truths that will calm your fears, that will reduce your anxieties, that will relieve your worries. The, the coronavirus is a crisis but it is also an opportunity for us as Christ's church to really step forward into this moment and follow the direction of God. And I believe one thing that he wants to do in this moment is to change the way in which we go through tough times. That our default reaction when we find ourselves in a time of, of great concern and great uncertainty and difficulty changes from one of, of fear and, and panic to one of increased faith, increased prayer, that we might as a church be an increasing witness to the truth that God's perfect love is able to drive out all fear. Jesus, the night before he gave his life for us, said these words from John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The difference between God's peace and the world's peace is this. That the world's peace is based upon circumstances. I go to the lake and I do some fishing, I'm at peace. You know, I, I go out to dinner, I have a really good meal, I'm at peace. But problems come into my life, a, a crisis happens and I, I lose my peace. A, a pandemic occurs in this world and I cannot find peace anywhere. I, 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 I panic. The peace of God is very different than that. The peace of God is not circumstantial. The peace of God that we are able to experience in Jesus Christ is based upon his character, based upon his nature. 
His attributes, God's power, God's purposes, God's plans. It's based upon who He is. And through this pandemic, God is wanting to show us how to live in a world of turmoil and yet still remain calm on the inside, still have peace on the inside, still have a sense of confidence on the inside. He wants to grow our faith. He wants to deepen our relationship with Him in this incredible way. And so... This peace of God, this, this peace that surpasses understanding, this, this heavenly peace comes from one thing that we know and one thing that we do. Here's what we need to know to find peace. Peace comes from knowing that God is in control. I want to share this next verse with you from Psalm 18, verse 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. There is a bunch of scriptures like this one throughout the Bible that just speak to us about what it means that God is great and that God is good. One of the names that God calls himself in the scriptures is El Shaddai. The name means all-powerful or almighty in strength. I want to share some words from A.W. Tozer as he writes about this name, this truth about God. He writes, since he has at his command all the power of the universe, the Lord God omnipotent can do anything as easily as anything else. All his acts are done without effort. He expends no energy that must be replenished. His self-sufficiency makes it unnecessary for him to look outside of himself for renewal of strength. All the power required to do, all that he wills to do, lies in undiminished fullness in his own infinite being. Wow. God is almighty. He is all-knowing. Nothing happens outside of his control. He is El Shaddai. He is the king. He rules over every moment, over every part that he has created, both heaven and earth. And so as we think about that truth, we come to questions like, well, why is there sickness? Why are there diseases? Why is there death? And the answer is that ever since sin and evil came into this world, nothing has been perfect. That, that, that sin has just broken everything about this world. The, the, uh, the weather is broken. The economy is broken. Relationships get broken. Your body is broken. Your body doesn't work perfect. Nothing works perfectly. That everything has been broken by sin. And so we ask, well, why does God allow sin and evil then into this world? He allows it because God allows us a free choice. God allows us to choose whether we're going to love him and follow him or just go our own way. Friends, if we did everything God's way, 
there would just be a, a whole lot less problems. That's why Jesus said, here then is how you pray. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in heaven there is no sickness and there is no disease, there is no sorrow, there is no sadness, there is no stress. But all of those things are found here on this earth. Why is that? Because this is not heaven and we should not expect heaven here on this earth. One day in Christ we will be there, but we're not there yet. But friends, this is what it means that God is in control even while we live here on this broken planet. Philippians 1, verse 6. I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. The Apostle Paul writes these words to the followers of Jesus in the city of Philippi because he is confident that God is almighty, that God is in control. And if we have given our life to Jesus Christ, we can take these words into our heart and we can say with absolute confidence that God is continuing his good work in us. Yes, all of us have been thrown a curveball. With the COVID-19 crisis, what is going to happen? How is this all going to, to play out? How, how is you know, everything going to be affected? And as we ask these questions, it's, it's easy for our anxiety to rise. But what we need to do instead is to focus on what we know to be true about God, that He is in control, that He is good that he is almighty and as we we focus on these truths it builds within us a, a sense of expectancy in our minds and in our hearts we say you know i don't know all that what's going to happen here i don't like what is going on right here but still i can't wait to see what god is going to bring from this because God specializes in taking that which is bad and turning something good from it that God is going to teach us some things through this crisis that God is going to grow us that God is going to continue the good work that he is doing within us author Bob Benson writes about a friend of his who had a heart attack one spring and he it looked like for many days that he he wasn't gonna make it let me just read to you what Benson writes about this I was with him in the fall and he was still talking about the experience we had a conversation that went something like this Benson said well how did you like your heart attack it almost scared me to death his friend said would you like to do it again? No, of course not. Would you recommend it? Definitely not. Does your life mean more to you now than it did before? Yes. Are you closer to your wife and family than you were before? Yes. Do you have a new compassion for people, for understanding and sympathy? Yes. Do you know God in a deeper, richer relationship than you ever realized to be possible? Yes. 
yes. Then I ask him again, how did you like your heart attack? During this pandemic, we can be confident God is continuing the good work in our lives. I want to ask everyone to pay particular attention to what I'm going to share with you right now because I'm going to share with you seven truths about God that you're going to want to carry with you moving forward in the days to come. These seven truths will bring great peace to you. Number one, God is with you all the time. Now that doesn't mean that you always feel his presence, but God has never been closer to you than he is right now. Number two, God cares about everything that happens to you. God sees everything that is happening to you and he cares about everything that happens to you. Focus on that truth. Number three, God answers prayers. God hears your prayers, he cares about your prayers, and he answers them. We're going to do a whole series on prayer here a little bit later this spring. Number four, God always acts out of his goodness to you. No matter what happens to you, you can be reassured and know that God is always going to act good to you because that is his nature he is good to the core of his being number five God's plan is always better than your plan you may not see what he is doing his plans at time but you can be confident his plan is always better because he's wiser than all of us he is good and he is wiser number six God will never stop loving you God made you to love you He's shown you the depth of his love by giving his son Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins. And then number seven, in the end, you win in Jesus Christ no matter what. Let me share a scripture with you about this truth from Romans 8. Verses 38 and 39, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because God is in control, we can be confident and we can have peace in knowing that no matter what happens, we win. We win in the end. I can know that even if this coronavirus takes my life, I go straight to heaven. I cannot lose. And knowing that brings tremendous peace. Larry Carroll was interviewed by Christian author and counselor Gary Collins on a talk show and he was asked about his, his baby girl that Larry's wife gave birth to their child, uh, a very premature birth, and for four months they did not know. There was a 200 to 1 chance that she would not make it, the baby. For four months, just imagine day after day the anxiety, the worry, the uncertainty is, you know, is your daughter going to live another day or not? And so Gary Collins asked Larry, he just said, how did you and your wife 
make it through that time for four months of just not knowing whether your daughter was going to live. This is what Larry said to him. He said, every day, my wife and I just kept saying this to each other. God is in control. God is in control. You might just practice that phrase this coming week. I mean, whenever you begin to feel anxious, whenever you begin to feel fearful, to just proclaim that truth. God is in control. God who loves me, God who is good, God who is compassionate, God who is almighty is in control. I do not need to be anxious. I can be at peace. That story leads me then to what you and I need to do. To find peace in this pandemic. What we need to know is that God is in control. Here's what we need to do. Peace comes from giving God control. That we need to surrender control of everything over to God. When we don't have control, that's when we can feel anxious. And I think everybody has felt like they have lost control of some things that they had before this crisis hit. I feel like this is why, you know, everybody went out and bought a whole bunch of toilet paper. I mean, can, can toilet paper help you fight the COVID-19 crisis? Well, no. But it does give you a sense that, well, at least I can control something, you know, at least I can go out and, and do something. And all of us have lost a feeling of being in control in some ways that we had beforehand. And we don't like this. This has shaken our confidence to feel like we don't have control. But friends, what this has really done is brought to the forefront of all of our minds this reality that we are not in control, <laughs> that we've never been in control. Peace does not come from the illusion of being in control. Peace comes from surrendering everything over to the one who is truly in control. Giving everything over to God. God is never in a situation that he cannot handle. And so when you surrender to the one who is fully in control, then you are able to rest in his strength and rest in his authority and his goodness in these most difficult days. Isaiah 26.3 represents this idea. It says this, You, God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. The situation that we find ourselves in right now is not going to get resolved in the next few days, maybe the next few weeks. So how do you have peace, you know, between now and then? You give control over to the one who is really, truly in control. You just surrender everything over to God. I want to give you three action steps to help you do this. And let me just say, 
We're going to help each other as a church do these three things. You're not on your own. You're not alone. That together as a church, we're going to help each other just give everything over to God. And so here's the first thing that you need to do. You need to pray about everything. As a rule, let's just say that whenever we begin to feel anxious and worried, we're just going to pray. That that's going to be our mindset, that if something is worth worrying about, that is worth praying about. I want to ask you to read these next two verses with me out loud. Over the years, whenever I have talked with someone that was stressed, someone that was was worried or fearful. These are the two verses that I have read more than any others. So would you read them with me? Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God teaches us here that peace comes from turning everything in our life over to Him in prayer that we pray with faith, that we pray with thanksgiving for his answers to our prayer. Paul writes here, in every situation, present your requests to God. This is God's invitation to you, where he says, I want you to bring all of the big things and all of the small things that are stealing away your peace. I want you to bring those to me in prayer, as well as everything in between. Prayer is saying, God, I give all of my needs to you. I place them in your hands and I rely, I choose to rely 100% upon you. When I rely on myself, I worry. When I rely on God, I find peace. Look at these words from E. Stanley Jones. He says, to live by worry is to live against reality. That's true. The reality is that God has promised to care for your needs. The reality is that God is almighty, that he is compassionate, that he loves you, and that he answers prayers. So we don't need to be anxious. Instead, pray about everything. And again, we're going to help each other to do this. And so if you have a prayer request, just email that to us. Just email it to prayer at bscc.org, and we'll give that to our prayer team. And you can know that the power of prayer is at work with those needs that you have turned into us. We believe in the power of prayer here at BSCC, so all of our small groups are praying for each other. We're helping each other in this way. We're calling all of our families here at BSCC. And one of the things that we're asking is, how can we pray for you? What, what needs do you have that we can pray for? And so there are a number of ways that we're just helping each other to give everything over to God in this way. Pray about everything. Then second, you're going to need to guard your mind. Please hear me. When somebody 
teaches about faith and prayer, sometimes what they'll do is give the impression that a person should feel ashamed if fear is getting the best of them. As if it's, it's always just a lack of faith. You just need more faith. That is not what somebody needs to hear when they are struggling with fear. I know what it is like to feel really scared, to feel like it's all just going in the wrong direction. I have zero interest in making somebody feel guilty or ashamed if they're really struggling with fear. But I do want to say to you this, that God has given us the ability in Jesus to be able to sort of capture fearful and limiting and unproductive thoughts and sort of just cage them and set them aside to say, you know what, those thoughts are not helping me. And so with God's help, I'm just going to set those, those thoughts over here and I'm going to replace them. That God gives us the ability to, to be disciplined in our thoughts when we begin to feel anxious and fearful and instead replace them with thoughts about what is true and right and noble and praiseworthy and admirable like it talks about in this next verse in Philippians 4 verse 8 finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things if you will practice this discipline of just filling your mind with godly thoughts, it will dramatically affect the way that you interpret the events that are going on in our world today. One of the great benefits of the Bible is that when we fill our minds with Scripture, we, we find ourselves just filling up with so many positive, encouraging words that that lead to peace. This is what we need to be focusing on right now. I think all of us would do well to just listen a little bit less to the news right now and a little bit more to God's word. And again, we wanna be helping each other in this way. We're doing that right now, that as we worship together, as we share in communion, as we sing and worship to God, we, we are guarding our mind. That as our small groups meet and they study and, and share about the Bible together, they are helping to protect one another's thoughts. Every weekday at 12.15, our ministry staff is bringing a devotional thought, bringing a scripture, again, just helping each other to guard our minds our children and student ministries are also providing similar opportunities for kids and, and for parents and families to just be thinking about what is good, what is true, what is noble, what is praiseworthy, what is heavenly. Pray about everything, guard your mind, and then to give God control, you're also going to want to look for some ways to serve and encourage others. 
God doesn't want to just get you through this, this pandemic. He, he doesn't want to just protect you through this coronavirus crisis. He wants to use you through this crisis. He wants to use you and me to, to serve and encourage others in his name. In Philippians 2.3, it says, In humility, value others above yourself. And as we live out those words and we, we seek to focus not so much on ourselves, but just focus on others, how we might be an encouragement, how we might serve and help others, we experience this joy and we experience this peace that comes from serving. Here's some ways that we're helping each other to do this. As we call all of our families, we're asking them, how, how can we serve you? We want to be serving the most vulnerable among us. As we find out the information, we want to be able to, to go and get your groceries for them or, or their prescriptions and, and be able to bring those yeah, we'll just do like a door dash where we, you know, leave the supplies there at the door, ring the doorbell and, and leave, but, but serve in this way. Those who are in small groups are able to be serving one another during this time. In the days ahead, I anticipate ideas and opportunities that God is going to bring to our minds uh, in ways that we can serve. Now, for us to be able to minister to you during this crisis, we're going to need your contact information. So if we don't have your email or phone number, if you will send us that information, you can do that by just sending it to bscc at bscc.org, just the initials of our church. Before we pray, I want to share a story with you. I want to ask you to imagine something. I want to ask you to imagine three people taking a commercial flight together. And these passengers are all sitting on the same row. And they have a conversation with each other as the plane is taking off. And the conversation is about the pilot of the plane. And the passenger sitting there on the window seat says, you know what? I don't really even think there is a pilot. I think that's why they keep the door closed up there because they don't want us to see that there's not a pilot. I've not seen a pilot. I kind of think this plane is like a, like a drone. Maybe there's somebody down on the ground that looks at a screen every once in a while, but we're up here on our own. The passenger in the middle seat says, no, no, I don't agree with that. I, I think there is a pilot. I just think he's asleep. I think that's why they, they have the door Clothes. They, these pilots, they get sleeping. They, they take a nap. I've seen pilots walking around in the airport. They're, they're carrying a pillow. So I think we do have a pilot. I just think he's asleep. I think he's disengaged. Now, both of these passengers are, are nervous at, at takeoff. <clears throat> but then there's the, the lady on the aisle seat. And she says, guys, there is most definitely a pilot. And he's a good pilot. He's a competent pilot. He's an experienced pilot. And he cares um, you know, about getting every one of us safely home. More than anybody else, he cares about that. I'm confident in that. 
Because you see, I had breakfast with the pilot this morning, she says. This pilot, he is my husband. So those are the options. Okay, fast forward 15 minutes, and the plane hits extreme turbulence. Rough air. I mean, passengers are bouncing around. Let me ask you, how do the beliefs of each of these three passengers affect the way that they experience that turbulence? The first two guys, they're, they're freaking out. They're panicking. But the lady in the aisle seat there, she may not like the turbulence. Her stomach may get upset. But she's at peace. Why is that? Because she knows the pilot. She trusts the pilot. She has confidence in the pilot. She has a relationship with the pilot. Who's flying the plane? Who's flying your plane? Friends, we're all up in the air right now. Everybody is experiencing turbulence. We all feel it. And what you believe about God will make the difference in how you go through these turbulent times. And there will be people around you who do not believe in God, who, who believe we're all on our own. And they're going to want to try to control things. And they're going to get anxious because you can't control things. And there will be some people who believe there is a God. They just don't believe he's really of any help. And they're going to be anxious as well. But you are able to say, I have confidence. We as a church, we are able to say, I have confidence that God exists and that he is in control. I have confidence that God has his hands on the controls. That God knows what he is doing. That he knows the name of every passenger. That he knows your name. And he wants nothing more than to get you safely home. Friends, God specializes in taking that which is bad and turning it in such a way that brings about good. This is the message of the cross of Jesus Christ that we're going to study and look at next Sunday. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be incredible if God worked through this COVID-19 crisis to bring you to himself? We have a response form on our church at home site there on our website, that page. If you would want to fill that form out, we would be thrilled to talk with you about taking the step of giving your life to Jesus Christ. To those of you who already know the pilot, let me just encourage you, have breakfast with him. Have lunch with him. The absence of problems is not how we get peace. 
Peace comes from surrendering control of everything over to God, the only one who truly is in control. Let's go to him together in prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person watching this worship service. I ask that you give them a spirit of calmness. I ask that you give them the peace that passes understanding. Father, there's no visible reason for us to be at peace right now because there's a lot of fearful things in the world. But may, may we be a witness of peace and calmness and confidence and joy and faith and love to the world around us for we know, God, that you are in control. We pray for those who are infected with the coronavirus. We pray for healing in their lives. We pray for mild symptoms and quick recovery. Father, for those who have this virus but don't know it yet, we pray that it will be discovered quickly. We pray they will be able to get the treatments they need. We pray for healing in their lives too. Father, we, we don't care how you heal people, whether it's a miracle or medicine. We just ask that you would heal them, Lord. We pray for doctors and nurses and first responders, for all who are serving those who are sick and infected, that you would put a hedge of protection around them, that you would keep them safe and keep them healthy, God. Father, help us to protect the vulnerable. Help us to serve those in need. May you use even this bad thing that has happened in this world for your glory and the growth of your kingdom. We pray that as a result 